Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao, in India, Namaste, in Japan, Konnichiwa, in Korea, Annyeonghaseyo, in Russia, Zrastutsye, in Germany, Guten Tag, in Poland, Dzień Dobry, in France, Bonjour, in Spain, Hola, in Italy, Ciao, in Egypt, Athen Wasalan, in Ghana, Akwaba, in Nigeria, Peleo, in South Africa, Saobona, in Senegal, Nangadet, in Kenya, Jambo, in Israel, Shalom, in Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings and may peace be upon you all. Satnam out there to all my yogi friends, which we're going to get into some yogi movement. I am back. I'm back from a two day holistic health expo here in Orlando, Florida. They actually are continuing today and tomorrow, but I won't be able to be there. But I was full-time present in uh, the Hilton Hotel here in Orlando, Florida, for two days of just massive exposure to people from all over this country and maybe even uh, foreign countries. I met people from New York, from Colorado, from California. So, Oh, it was just exciting and motivating and inspiring to see so many Americans particularly waking up to using um, uh, materials and supplements and technology galore to take charge of their health. So there is definitely a movement, if you were present at this expo, that people are waking up and taking charge of their health. And the technology is amazing. I, I met um, several people selling a, a product that's supposed to increase 
uh, the beauty of the anti-aging, and I don't know, for some reason they were pulling me over to, to try and sell me this product. It's a infrared light made by NASA and uh, some creams and gels that take bags. And you wouldn't believe the price of this thing. It was over $1,000, the whole contraption, the whole kit. And they tried to, in fact, I was I was quoted like at first something, like one kit was like $10,000. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? And then they, with their mar- great marketing skills and sales skills, they brought it down to 3000 And my thought was, who pays $3,000 just for their face uh, technology and improving their facial features? Not me, not me. I wouldn't even if I had the money. I don't think I would do that. So um, there was a company there called doTERRA. doTERRA is an essential oil company that is really excellent. And I found them. I needed some toothpaste anyway, so I, I found them. They make great toothpaste, natural toothpaste, um, mat, great natural toothpaste with essential oils in it. But they also had an anti-aging cream for guess what, 40 bucks. <laughs> oh, boy, I was just thrilled to take a purchase, make a purchase of $40 for some anti-sun or sunscreen. People seem to think if you're in the sun, and you don't wear a sunscreen, you're damaging your skin. Now, that may be true, but for me, I've been doing it for so many years. I rarely put anything other than vitamin E on my skin when I'm out in the sun, my face especially, but I don't worry too much about the rest of my skin because I just want to stay tanned. don't want to be a pale face anymore. So I use vitamin E on my skin, but this new product I bought from doTERRA Essential Oils has frankincense, geranium, lavender, and and one other essential oil, plus other aging ingredients. So I'm really thrilled that I'm back with some products that are going to make me feel natural. I have to feel natural in all that I do. So I'm glad I found a product for less than thousands of dollars. And my guest today who uh, is scheduled to come on at 8.30 at the uh, bottom of the hour. I was so, I was in a lecture that she gave uh, yesterday or day before. I'm so, so impressed with her information, her knowledge, and her background. 30 years in the pharmaceutical industry. Whoop, she made an exit right quick and started uh, 180-degree information sharing, teaching, writing, doing all kinds of things and particularly about mastering your metabolism. So you're going to love Christy Dotson today. Again, she's scheduled to come on at 8.30. And if for some reason she gets busy because she's still at this expo, uh, she did agree to come on at 8.30. So for some reason I have lots and lots of information for you about metabolism and so much more. Dr. Sunil has been busy making videos to inform us and educate us about everything. So let's get down on on the floor. If you're not already there, I'm already there here in my living room, ready to do some breathing and uh, warm-up, rotating the neck, the arms, the shoulders, the elbows, the knees, the ankles. Why? Why do we do joint rolling in the first thing in the morning? And I do it before I get out of bed usually because it improves our circulation. The more you move, the better your circulation and 
The more you, when you do your joint rolling, you're lubricating, you're activating this fluid in your joints called synovial fluid, and it keeps your joints flexible, and you're able to move even into your older age. <clears throat> and I'm going to need some water. But let's put on, let's get busy. Let's have a comment here. Oh, our uh, executive producer is here, Grand Rising, beautiful teacher. I'm looking forward to hearing about the health conference. Yes. And it was it's called a health expo because there were teachers in other rooms and there was a huge room of vendors selling everything you can imagine. And I'm going to share with you um, the energy work that I personally had done on me that was just mind-blowing for me. Uh, so important because it reveals, again, how your hidden childhood traumas can surface or they can stay hidden and cause discomfort in your body. So I'm going to share with you my experience in being treated by an energy, what I would say an energy expert who did some work on me and told me about um, an event that happened in my life that I had totally stuffed it, forgot about it. But um, a physical challenge that I've been having for a while um, caused me to ask questions, what does this mean, why is it here, and this person revealed to me something I had really forgotten about, the anger that I held on to uh, for some particular reason that I'm going to share with you later in the show. So let's get busy. If you're not on the floor, you need to get down on the floor. We're going to be lifting up our, uh, first of all, let's just take a breath. I, I need to pause here. Breathe in through my nose, nose, breathe in, hold it, hold it, and exhale through the mouth or the nose, whatever feels comfortable for you. Nose is preferred. Breathe in through the nose, exhale through the nose. But if you want to occasionally just blow it out of your mouth, sometimes that is very effective uh, depending on your intention uh, to balance something. So let's breathe in. Breathe in through the nose, inhale, inhale, hold it, hold it, and exhale through the nose. Inhale one more time through the nose, and exhale through the nose. And remember, we're breathing from our belly. We're not breathing. We're not doing this. No, we're breathing. Exhale. We're pushing out the abdominal area where the na around the navel. We're pushing out the navel, and Bring it back in when we exhale. Inhaling, expand. Exhaling, push it back in. And keep that up. We want to remind you to keep up your breathing while you're rotating your joints. So we're going to get down uh, playing some music, and we're going to start out with our neck. Do some neck rolling first, then our shoulders back and forward. Swim a little bit in the sea of energy here, lots of energy here, and back stroke, and then we'll get on our back, kick up our legs, rotate, roll those uh, wrist and ankle joints. And remember, if you're even if you're in a wheelchair, roll whatever arms, limbs are available. Just move, and, and it's going to improve your circulation. So let's start with a little music and some neck rolls.
development or an interesting experience at the Holistic Expo in the, at the Hilton Hotel uh, the last two days. I met so many people, and my guest today uh, was someone I heard a lecture from, and I invited her to join me today, and so she's agreed uh, to join me at 8.30. And I'm just um, believing she'll show up, and if by chance she gets busy, because I know this, she's still at this expo, then I have lots of information that I've prepared to share with you not on just on metabol metabolism, metabolism, but on other issues that are very important coming up uh, in our society that you need to be aware of. But I had an energy treatment, an energy therapy done on myself by a man who was just impressed me with so much wisdom and experience. He's actually on his way to Prague, Czechoslovakia, to teach other practitioners how to do this therapy of soul healing, not just physical, mental, spiritual, but soul healing. So I pointed out to him an issue I've had near my right ankle for a while. It just comes and goes. This swelling shows up like a little bubble on my uh, right ankle. And I pointed that out. So he started immediately to do some hand work on me analyzing and interpreting the energy flow in my body, whether it was even, and even doing some brain analysis. So once I got on the table, uh, this man proceeded to read my energy. Okay, let me just say that, read my energy. So I'm laying on this table, and he's, uh, again, focused on this spot that I pointed out to him on my right, near my right ankle. And um, he comes to me after, um, the, or he says to me after about a minute of hand um, kind of um, uh, in, in, energy work with his hands, and he says to me that, that this right side issue is about something with my dad when I was eight years old. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, eight years old. And immediately I knew what that was because um, my dad divorced my mother when I was about eight years old. I didn't, I couldn't remember the, how old I was when that happened. But when he brought that to my attention, I didn't say a word. Mind you, I didn't say one word. But he diagnosed my uh, right side issue that I've had for some time. Um, and at least I would say a couple of a year, maybe a year. This spot on my right leg just comes and goes and causes me some pain every now and then. And I would just walk and affirm that my leg is healed, my leg is strong, my leg is pain-free. But when he said that, right away there was like tears almost came to my eyes. I could feel the tears releasing, trying to release in my eyes. So he continued to work on me and he asked me, well, do you remember eight years? I said that was when my dad divorced my mother. And he said, then he started working with an anger, anger, working on letting, helping me let go of the anger. And I had never even thought about this ever. I mean, I, I can't even think about when this has ever come to my mind that I was angry at my father for divorcing my mother. But I know I was. I know I was. Because that's what children do, that children think at eight years old that would have been the age that my granddaughter is currently 
And I can remember not, my parents never really sat us down and said, well, we're going to divorce and we want to help you get through it. And uh, do you have any questions? I didn't do that at all. It was like just dad just disappeared for a little while and then dad showed up. And, and then we realized what was going on uh, with maybe minor words about dad's going to live somewhere else. And then eventually the divorce came and it was an abandonment issue, I think. Even though my dad has always been in my life um, from the time um, I was born till the time he died, I've always been very close to my father. This man right here, that's the man who I was angry with him for leaving my mother, who was an alcoholic. And that was his excuse for leaving her, is that he could not deal with her alcoholism. You can imagine, an eight-year-old child just doesn't understand that, and I was angry. So I have been holding on to anger about this man leaving my mother and my me and my two sisters. So yesterday, when he worked on me, he insisted that I confess and make confessions about this, but I had to forgive my dad. And he was asking me, well, what do you call, what did you call your father? I said, Daddy. So I went through, while this man was lifting my legs and measuring, measuring the energy of anger, that was the primary emotion that this energy therapist specialist was working on with me was anger. And so I released a let go of a lot of anger yesterday about my father leaving my mother when I was eight years old. I am so grateful because I don't want to hold on to any of that stuff anymore. And it was one of those subconscious hidden emotions that I had stuffed and not talked about. There was no discussing, why are you angry? Uh, Dad didn't know how to uh, deal with that. My mother was in her alcoholism. So it's a reminder for you, and I'm being transparent about this, so that you might overstand why you're suffering in your body about something that happened more than likely in your childhood and you have not let go of that emotion. And for me, it was anger, clearly on board. In fact, after uh, this session was over and he processed anger a lot, it was seven anger, six anger, it was anger, anger. He did this for about 15 minutes. It was a free session too. I'm going to send a, a, a donation but after it was done, um, there was this conversation about the need for forgiveness. And I hadn't officially done that. Dad, I forgive you for leaving my mom and me and my sisters, for leaving our house. He didn't leave our lives, but he left our house. We no longer had Dad sleeping with Mom, and we no longer saw Dad on a regular basis every day. That was eight-year-old me angry for many years. And here I am 60 years later, and I'm only now becoming fully aware of that emotion that really has dominated the probably most of my physical symptoms in my body. Because most of my issues have been on my right side, which is male energy. So I share that with you uh, in hopes that you will not be frustrated any longer about your physical symptoms, your health, but that you will take the time to either call me if you need some tapping to do to get to the root of it. Tapping 
does not clear the soul issue that I had of my soul was being was manipulated and angered and all that. But tapping helps you get to the root of it and then deal with that root. Because once you get to the root of it, of your physical dis-ease or out-of-balance situation, then it's necessary for you to process that and deal with and forgive. Forgiveness, forgiveness is so important. So um, I forgive this man for leaving our house because that's the consciousness level he was at. And I, I really do observe people in my life on whether they're unconscious or conscious. And then that, that determines the types of choices that people will make in their lives to benefit others or not, or even to harm themselves. So it's all good. It's all good. I saw, and, and before we go to the break, I want to just share this. So I hope that's helpful. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post them on Facebook or in the Blog Talk studio. And I'm uh, waiting for my guest to show up. If she doesn't show up, it's fine. I know exactly what she's dealing with today. Uh, But I'm hoping she'll show up and share. If not, I'm going to share you what she shared with us in an hour workshop uh, to help you understand your metabolism and master your metabolism today, mastering your metabolism with metabolic profiling and so much more. Uh, But this morning, I want to just mention this because I thought about it. This morning on my phone, Apple always posts news items, okay? And the news item that came on my phone right away this morning was structural racism affects black Americans' health. Structural racism affects black Americans' health. And I want to suggest, I want to suggest, when you read a headline like this, it should always trigger your um, defense mode to go into sovereignty, taking charge of your health, taking charge of your being, and not believing the propaganda that comes out about victimizing people who have darker skin, okay? I'm going to drop the word B-L-A-C-K because it's been overused totally in the last year, two, three, I don't know. I just hear that word so often, and it just seems to be attached with victim, victimitis the disease that we have in the black community, in the melanin community. I don't even want to use African-American. There's so much debate now about the Cleopatra and all that. I've been talking about that on Sunday. But structural racism only affects melanin people if you allow it to. That's my my thought on that. You can um, comment if you like or call in. Structural racism, whatever that is. Because my dad grew up, this man, and that's another reason why I had to forgive his leaving a stressful marriage. My dad grew up in Jim Crow, Louisiana in the late 20s. How much anger, how much hatred, uh, stress did he deal with just in his first eight years, nine years of life in in New Orleans, Louisiana? Forgiveness. Dad, I forgive you. I'm, I'm, I'm just almost feeling guilty I even held on to that, but that's what we do. We hold on to anger about our parents. Um, So, yes, yes, and I'm going to send Naima 
my guest's phone number, and um, she's going to contact her for me. Oh, there's Christy. Ah, I see Christy's lovely face there. Thank you, Naima. I'm going to go to a commercial, and then when we come back, we're going to see this beautiful woman I met at the uh, uh, Holistic uh, Expo, and she's going to just blow your mind (laughs) with information and knowledge about I learned so much in her one-hour lecture. I was like, I, I got to have her on the show. She's got to come and share this with the global family. So uh, thank you, Christy. I'm going to open I'm going to bring you on right after the commercial. So I'm so excited. Christy's here, and we're going to be so blessed to hear from this amazing soul. So we'll be right back after these announcements. So stick and stay, don't stray away. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash The Media Connection TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, hosts John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the Media Connection. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on Cable TV Channel 19 in Chicago. and other cities, check your local cable listings. Do you worry about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down to earth solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul, whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. Jody Susan of Susan Essentials is certified by the number one functional medicine doctor on plant-based healing essential oils, which are revolutionizing the way we manage our well-being. Schedule today to take control of your health. much for joining us uh, this morning. I've got uh, my guest here in the studio, Christy Dodson. Grand Rising, good day, my beautiful sister. How are you this morning? 
I am wonderful. How are you? Good, and you sound good too. That's that's always a positive when we can connect because our voices are are tuning in. Well, I am so excited, as you might have um, heard me, to have you join me because yesterday, uh, I think it was yesterday when I heard you speak, I was so impressed with your background. 30 years, when I heard 30 years in Big Pharma, I'm like, whoa, 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 let me pay attention because it's so awesome that we can have careers like that and then turn around and start doing even greater work for the healing and the, the uh, encouragement and nourishment, in your case, uh, metabolism. So, Christy, I'm going to let you, if you will, tell us a little bit about yourself. I, where were you born, by the way? I don't know if I heard that. I was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio, so I'm, I'm a Midwestern girl. Okay, we both are. And, and that's one thing. We both had so much in common that I connected with her right away after speaking to her. So, Christy, please tell our audience a little bit about your background, especially where you, how you grew up, that you became such a beautiful uh, entrepreneur and all that you've been doing. Oh, sure, for sure. Well, uh, of course, I am um, one of six kids. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, number five. Uh, there were three boys and three girls in, in our family. And I, so I like to say we're, we were the Brady Bunch, and I was Cindy. Wow. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I have to tell you, I um, – I hated food growing up and didn't know why. I was never hungry. Um, you know, I felt that I could live off of cookies and milk and ice cream all day long, and I, I was good. I uh, didn't like my vegetables and uh, spent many nights stuck at the dinner table till 11 o'clock at night because my parents, they were from the South, so Gotta eat them. we don't waste food. Yeah. Uh, so because I wouldn't eat, I literally was stuck at the dinner table countless nights because I would not eat my, my vegetables and my roast beef and liver and all, all that stuff. Wow. Um, so I, I laugh because, uh, you know, God has a way of, uh, of intervening in your life, and he certainly uh, has a sense of humor. So for me to be teaching nutrition is just, it, it's mind-boggling to me. But a little bit about my educational background, I originally started out in engineering. I've got a bachelor's and a master's in engineering, and I started work in the processed foods industry. And this is kind of where the whole journey started. Um, ended up um, becoming an ingredient buyer for a very, very large food company, a well, well-known well name. In that position as an ingredient buyer, that my eyes became opened and enlightened about what is really going into our food chain. I mean, I had to study ingredients in order to converse with my suppliers. And I had what I call my, my little food ingredient Bible. And it would tell me plain as day, this ingredient causes cancer, this ingredient causes tumors, this ingredient causes hyperactivity in children, you know, this ingredient causes rashes. And I'm reading this stuff and flipping out because I had just, I was around 30 years old at the time, and I had just started getting into nutrition just on a personal level. And then I realized I was working in an industry that was killing people. And I, I was like, I can't do this anymore, <laughs> literally. I made a, a very harsh decision. I left the processed foods industry, went back to school, picked up a degree in holistic nutrition, and started teaching, not realizing it was going to spiral into a career down the road, but started teaching um, in my living room. I remember my very first class with two people, and uh, started teaching in my church and developed the whole nutrition program for, for my church in Chicago at that time. Um, fast forward, ended up doing a business plan for a nutrition education company, 
Um, with that, I started working for a physician-grade supplement company in, at the Health Educator in Chicago. So I got a chance to start networking with holistic practitioners, and that was eye-opening to me because I was like, wow, there's this whole other world where people get healed, but they're not using pharmaceutical drugs. How interesting. Yeah. It, was, it was eye-opening. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. And this is, again, this is 20 years ago. Um, when nutrition was not a popular subject. Um, I ended up uh, moving to California. Again, God moved me. It was not my choice, but went to California, but I realized it was a stepping stone because there's a piece of information that I needed. Um, I got involved in corporate training, so got an opportunity to train in the pharmaceutical industry. So ended up training um, pharmacists, pharmacists, um, technicians, but just learned how the pharmaceutical industry works and just realized that this is not the answer either, but I got to see behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> um, still working in um, corporate training, honing my craft of speaking, but also um, transitioning over into training in healthcare. So then I started training doctors and surgeons on healthcare software. But again, almost like a spy behind the scenes, I got a chance to see how this whole healthcare thing really works and, you know, what, what do the people who are operating on patients, what do they eat? Like I tell you, they don't eat very well. So I take all that experience and that is what I project to convey in, in my talks. You know, I am very much adamant about helping people to realize that you have got to take authority over your health. You have to. Our healthcare system is broken. It is broken from the top to the bottom. And if you are relying on our existing healthcare system to keep you well, it's not going to happen because it is not designed to keep you well. You know, I explain to so many people that healthcare is an industry, meaning it's an industry, therefore it exists to make money. And in order for the healthcare industry to make money, somebody has to remain sick. So you have to choose. So I am very much encouraging people to step outside the box at times, pursue wellness. And there's a difference between wellness and sickness care. Wellness is all about preventing your conditions and preventing disease. And the cornerstone of wellness is literally what you eat. That has to be the first step of the process. Now, I choose to call it a sick care system because, as you yeah. just pointed out, they're not interested in keeping us healthy, but they really want to manage our sickness with drugs and hospitals and all that. So, yeah, yeah. We, we're learning even the language that they've used uh, to promote, uh, to keep us in that system, right, yeah. uh, is to keep the health care, health care, health care. We go, oh, well, I'm sick. I need to go to the doctor and I'm going to get healthy. No, you're not really, but. We're, that's why I appreciate so many people like yourself who have, you have awakened to the reality that what you were doing uh, was not promoting health at all, but actually um, profiting, helping the sick and profit. I have to share this with you. I, I listened to Dr. Sunil Dahan. I don't know if you ever, he's an Indian guy on YouTube. He has a video that I actually uploaded, but I'm not going to uh, play it. He said the number one reason Americans are screwed is because of the ingredients they're putting in these processed foods. And he gives an example. This is so powerful because it's exactly what I experienced on an airplane. They give you these peanuts or pretzels, pretzels, 
They give you the pretzels, and I got, and he mentioned Southwest Airlines. I'm going to mention them, too, because that's who I usually fly with. They have the best prices, in my opinion. I agree. So you get this package of pretzels, and he's describing this, and then he actually zooms in on the ingredients, and he starts listing them, and he says, I can't even pronounce some of these things. And then he says, at the very bottom, it says bioengineered food, and he's like, Wow, I, and then he says, I know I can't eat this, but he says, and I look around, and everybody's chomping down on these pretzels. <laughs> but he couldn't do it. Yeah. So he said that's the number one reason that Americans are screwed. Yeah, I mean, that is why I take the, the, the stance is when people call me and they're, they're seeking um, assistance, you know, they'll, they'll come and they're like, I want to lose weight. And I, and I tell them point blank, I don't teach weight loss. I'm going to educate you about food so that you can make better informed decisions. And as you start changing what you eat, weight loss is, is a positive side effect. But, you know, we have got to teach you how to, to read ingredients. That's the very first thing that I do. Because so many people, when they pick up a package, the first thing they look at is that nutrition fact. You know, what is the percent sodium? What is the percent sugar? And I'm like, X all that. And protein. So the ingredient list. Yeah, let's go in the ingredient list and let's see what you are really eating. <laughs> you know, I call it food truth or consequences. Either you, you learn about the foods or you're going to reap the, con- the consequences. And, you know, I have to share a personal story. What keeps me, you know, in the game, I don't even want to call it game, but keeps me engaged in this process of trying to reach people is just my own personal family. You know, I have um, six kids. There are six kids in my family. My three oldest siblings all died before the age of 52. Oh, no. They, they passed before my parents. My, my oldest sister, and I write about this in my book, but she went into the hospital for just a very basic surgery and uh, never never returned because she had a allergic allergic reaction to a depression medication that oh. they chose to give her in the hospital. Wow. So, you know, I tell people pharmacy, um Reaction from pharmaceutical drugs is, um, you know, people die. People right, die from it. right. So people don't think about it. Wow, wow. I have another older brother who died from diabetes. You know, and it was funny. I spoke to his wife at the funeral, and she said, Christy, she said, I urge your brother to call you to get help. And he chose not to. And his complaint was, I don't want to call Christy because she's going to make me work. Oh, <laughs> no. no. What's the alternative? You don't work and you lose your life. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, so it's a, reaching people and pulling them off of processed foods and getting them on a better way of eating. It's a mission for me. Yeah. It's not just career. It's, it's a mission. Now, you said you had two brothers who died before your parents? Uh, uh, yeah, two brothers. My second brother, he actually committed suicide. Oh, no. Uh, you know, so that's mental illness. And, and mental illness and mental health oftentimes stem from what you're, what you're eating. So I made a, a point <laughs> in my mind. I said, you know what? I have three siblings that passed away before the age of 50, 52. That that was like the magical number. And I purpose. I was like, I am living past 52. And I have to tell you, I'll be uh, 56 in August. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, are your parents still living? Um, my mother, this is a beautiful story. My, my dad passed away years ago, uh, but my mother is still living. And in July, she will be 96. Oh, and that's she awesome. Still lives alone. You know, here's the beautiful thing. She still has her mental faculties. I mean, her, her brain is sharp. She can remember stuff that I can't even remember. I think that I tell people about her all the time because she did not grow up on processed foods. You know, my mother was born in 1927. She lived through the Depression. 
she did not touch processed foods. I mean, she didn't really consume processed foods until we became kids. But because of that, you know, she is able to think clearly. She doesn't have any major health challenges. She can still walk. She's not in a wheelchair. Um, and so that's what I call long life, and that's what we're supposed to have. My uh my now where did your mom grow up? Is where was she? Um, she was uh, she grew up in Cincinnati, but she uh, you know her relatives and whatnot originally from the South in Alabama, but most of her life was spent in Cincinnati. Okay, because my dad died at ninety five, and he grew up in New Orleans, and uh, same thing with him. He had all his mental faculties. He could remember yeah. things back to when he was a child, and he had a broken heart though. His relationship with his wife got very conflicting and he died in 2019 and his wife died almost a year later it's kind of interesting because they weren't getting along when he passed but yet she developed cancer again after having been treated the year before he died she developed cancer after his death struggled with that and gone in one year so uh, my brother who was uh, their child uh, from his marriage, this was his third wife, and his, their son is really struggling right now, uh, losing both parents uh, at in within a year. But yeah. uh, I'm just praying for him and hoping he'll you know come out. And he's doing the work. You know, he's doing the work. He he realizes that his mother was very narcissistic. Oh my goodness! And my dad was the enabler. So can you imagine living in that household? He was the only child, and he was like the scapegoat. Narcissistic parent, enabler, you're this all you, blah, blah, blah. So now he's getting help uh, mainly from YouTube uh, psychiatrists and psychologists who are experts in narcissism. So he realizes what the issue was for him, and now he's getting the help. But you're right, he's doing the work. And that's why I have hope that that he's going to come out of this okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, mental wellness, like I said, it's it's nutrition, mental wellness, it's it's all tied together. Yeah. It's whole body health. And there's so many pieces, and there's not one wellness practitioner that has all the pieces. You know, it takes a village to keep the body healthy. It really does. Yeah. So uh, you have a beautiful kit to help people with metabolism and metabolic um, energy. Tell us about, uh, I had to review actually the definition of metabolism when I got home this morning because I got so much information from your talk and I realized, you know, my body type and all that and the foods that are really going to help me. But tell us, uh, tell our audience why you started focusing on that metabolism and and getting that aspect of your life together to to eat for energy purposes. From my understanding, metabolism equates to energy out of your food. So go ahead. Sure. I'm going to go back in time just a little bit. So during my nutritional journey, it was in 1998 that I got a chance to hear uh, Dr. Stephen Nugent. And he was talking about unique body types. And he mentioned a topic called metabolic profiling. And I had never heard about it before, but he basically explained not everybody's the same and everybody's different. And so we, we each need proteins, carbs, and fats, but we need them in different amounts. And for me, it resonated because you have to understand up until that point, I struggled with food. I was never hungry. My other brothers and sisters always hungry. Um, I didn't want roast beef. 
they wanted roast beef. You know, I just wanted, you know, sandwiches and, and chips and, you know, Kool-Aid. Yeah. But I, I was not a foodie, and I yeah. didn't understand why. But everybody else in the family, they were big. And um, so when he started talking about metabolic profiling, we took a quick assessment, and I was identified as what we call a carbohydrate profile. And the carbohydrate profile, it, it was me to a T. It was small appetite, high energy, very little um, need for high-fat foods, um, but needed lots and lots of fruits and vegetables. And I was 30 at the time. And I was like, okay, you know what? This sounds so so much like me. This is something that I can do. And um, I started eating. There was a, a very specific eating regimen for a carbohydrate profile. And when I did that, um, I was never overweight, but um, it improved my digestion. That was the big thing because I had digestive issues. And um, I had been following, you know, that kind of that carbohydrate profile for years, and I was like, this works. So when I started getting more into nutrition, I started studying this topic of metabolic profiling. And it's been around since the 1930s, but nobody's teaching it. But I started teaching it to my clients. And it's all about feeding to your genetics. That is the premise of it. So there is no such thing as a one-size-fits-all diet. The key is is you have to find out what your food requirements are based upon your genetics, and that's what metabolic profiling is all about. So I adopted that, started teaching it to my clients, and the rationale is you're going to be eating, once you find out your profile, there's three different profiles. There's a protein profile, a carbohydrate profile, and then there's a mixed profile. And for each profile, they each require a different percentage or a ratio of protein, carbs, and fats. And I started teaching this to my clients, and they all started saying, Christine, we don't do math. So when you tell me I have 50% protein and 30% vegetable carbs, I don't know what that means. I don't know how to translate that to my plate. So literally, light bulb came on. God dropped down an idea. He said, make the plate. So I created over, it, it took a while. It was a journey, 10-year <laughs> period of perfecting it, that I created a system. It's called the Templates Nutrition System. Yeah. It is a patented system based upon the premise of metabolic profiling. Um, you can go to my website, which is templates.com, which is T-Y-M-P-L-A-T-S.com. Take the free metabolic profile assessment, 50 questions. You'll get your response in real time, so you'll find out again if you're a protein type, mixed type, carbohydrate type. And then for each body type, there's a kit. It's a starter kit. In the starter kit is a porcelain portion control plate where the buckets of the plate are mapped out to your genetic requirements. You also get a meal plan. So you get a guide that tells you all about your body type and all about what you should be eating, food, food that you should be eating, recipes. But literally, it's designed to teach people to eat according to the genetic profile without counting calories, counting points, or weighing food. So included in the system also is a 28-day detox plan and then also a modified ketogenic weight release plan. I like to tell people the template nutrition system is, is me in a box. It's what I've been teaching for literally probably the past 15 years, but it's my way of trying to reach more people and teach them how to eat. Um, and my mission is to transform the manner in which the world nourishes its body. And my intent is to do that one person at a time. Oh, wow. I, I think you're doing a fabulous job of that. I was so uh, excited to just recognize my uh, profile and what it meant for me. 
And and by the way, when you suggested, I don't know if you remember, I was telling you about this gas I was having, and um, you said, well, maybe it's candida. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. That's it. That was it. Because I had yeah. struggled with candida in the past to the point, as I, I think I told you, I couldn't even go to work. And I went to a naturopathic doctor who did a test. He said, you have systemic candida all over your body. So uh, 45 minutes of a vitamin C IV got me back to work. But I, what I recognize is I, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty much allergic to sugar. It's even the smallest amount of sugar, or if I overdo it in any way, that I think is what brings the candida back up. Uh, have you oh, ever yeah. had clients like that? Oh, oh, absolutely, yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely talk more offline, but um, candida is a yeast that's in your digestive tract, and it stems from sugar. And what it lives off of is sugar. And people have to understand that bread, bagels, muffins, cakes, pies, you consume them, they all break down into sugar. And when you do that, you feed the candida. Candida eats, and what does it do? It poops off gas. So you, you, every time you eat, you become bloated, you know, and uh, are your gas feet. But the key thing is this: we have to address candida, and candida will come from being on oral contraceptives. Um, eating too much sugar, prescription drugs, all of those destroy the good bacteria that are in your gut. And the gut, folks, is the key area. Life and death kind of begins in the gut. Um, that's where disease starts. And if we don't address candida, it turns into what we call leaky gut syndrome, where the lining of your small intestines becomes very porous, allowing big particles of food to pass through and trigger an immune system response. So most doctors do not know this. But all of your autoimmune conditions, whether it's arthritis, multiple sclerosis, lupus, they all stem from leaky gut. And what triggers leaky gut a lot of times is candida. So there is a process that we can work on to start healing and repairing the lining of gut. Most people have it, don't even know it, but there is testing that can be done. And it's something that I do offer. You can't go to a traditional doctor and ask and tell them, hey, I got candida, can I get tested? They will think you are a complete wacko. They have no idea. <laughs> so this is where you know, nutrition professionals and wellness professionals can step in and help. Yeah, and now I realize also emotional eating is maybe behind my flare-up um, because usually I'm, my diet is usually pretty pure, and um, I'm on and we and we can talk about intermittent fasting. I think I'm, we were talking about that a little bit, and I've been intermittent fasting for a while. And so my weight stays the same. Even yeah. if I want to, if I wanted to gain, I can't. It's hard for me to gain weight because I don't know what is the. What do you think is the challenge when you're trying to gain weight versus uh, lose weight in terms of your met- metabolism being off, or what is that about? Well, I think you are a carbohydrate profile, correct? Yeah, Mi- mixed and carbs. I was. I'm kind of in between. Yeah, you're mixed with a little bit more tendency toward the carbohydrates. Yeah. And you, um, you, you're kind of like me, and with most carbohydrate profiles, it's our nature. We're, we're very we're very lean. We have a hard time, um, you know, holding on and storing food as, as, as that. You know, it doesn't really happen for a carbohydrate profile. So genetically, that, that's kind of who you are. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really who you are. And, you know, as we age, you know, uh, we start to lose more muscle mass. 
So the weight tra- weight training will definitely help with you. Less cardio, but more weight training. Um, but it's kind of this is how your body is. You're you're meant to be very lean, which is actually a good thing. I know. <laughs> Conversations about obesity, and I'm like, wow, I don't have that problem, so I can't talk about it. I know it really is. So uh, when you okay, so I want to ask you about what what are your what's your experience with most of your clients? What are they struggling with uh, that you've observed the most in terms of these different uh, profiles? nutrition and uh, I remember initially I was working in a fitness center as this years ago and got a chance to do one-on-one counseling with almost every member of the fitness center so we're talking a couple hundred people and most of women and it turned out that food was not their issue mm. okay, most of the time with women their their weight issues and their health issue was not food related it was I hate my job you know I hate my boss um, my son's in the hospital. I have a daughter who's a drug addict. Wow. Um, you know, I feel like a failure. So a lot of their food issues were emotional issues. It was family issues. And, you know, we sit around and talk about what's going on with their life, and then we talk about food later because that's the stuff that you have to fix. So when people come to me, it's, 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 it's not just food. It's just like, look, we have to start making you a priority. You know, yes, you've got all this stuff going on, but stress is a, is a big factor. And like you mentioned, a lot of people will stress eat. So that that's one aspect of everything. Now let's fast forward. Here we are, you know, 20, 20 years ago I started teaching, you know, 20 years later. I still have people who I preached the message of wellness to 20 years ago who are just now calling me back now again. Why? Because they have a health challenge. 20 years ago when the information wasn't relevant, I'd say, per se, to them, now it's hitting home because their body isn't what it was before. And that's okay. I still have an open door, still have an open door policy. But my point in sharing all, all of this is I just tell people you can't take your health for granted. You can't take, take it for granted. And so for a lot of people, it's just getting them in the mindset. You know, so if we can, if we can get you in the mindset where you're intentional about the foods that you choose and, and sticking to eating to your profile and making the selections and prepping your food, it's a win-win. Everybody wins and they can be successful. But I think the hardest challenge for most people is getting their head in the game. Okay, they have to get their head in the game. And I actually authored a book several years ago called Fight to Live, Winning the Physical and Spiritual Battle for Yourself. And I tell people it's not a how-to-eat book. It's a why-to-eat book. And I tell people, if your head is not in the game, we have to renew your mind. And you have to understand your purpose here on earth, you know, that you have a purpose. God, God has given you a purpose. But in order to carry out your purpose, you need a body. You have to have a body. You can't, you know, do goodwill and, you know, while you're laid up in the hospital bed. So I share this to say that oftentimes this is where I start. You know, let's, let's get your head in the game. Let's get you 100 committed. Let's find out your purpose. And then let's line our body and our health up with that purpose. And now, they do that, they can stick to it. Now, did you ever get to the root of why you as a child didn't want to eat? Um, my profile. <laughs> my carbohydrate, carbohydrate profile. 
I just was never, I, had a, I was very, very skinny. I was, I was super, super thin and, and tall and um, very athletic. And I just wanted, you know, just basic quick food. So I just, you know, I, I was never hungry. And my, me and my dad, here's the key thing, with metabolic profiling, you will take on the profile, the genetic profile of either parent. So my five other brothers and sisters took on the mixed profile of my mother, and I took on the carbohydrate profile of my dad. And I can remember my dad was a, a cookie monster. He used to eat cookies all the time. That's what I did. <laughs> but it's, it's typical of the carbohydrate profile. And like I said, I, I laughed, and I'm like, God, I have a sense of humor, because how, why would you choose me to teach nutrition? But, you know, I understand um, the differences in people. And I think that's, that's another key point as well. As you look at your families, don't expect every family member to eat exactly the same way. Because you can't. We're, we're all very different. Yeah, and and what about the dynamics of having two parents who have those different uh, profiles or eating uh, habits? And and I like to look at womb experience. Um, that's why I asked you if you ever got to the root of it. Because did your mom ever talk about her pro her habits while she was carrying you that could have been uh, downloaded, if you will? into your psyche, into your uh, memory. Because if your other siblings, I always think about your other siblings, and, and the genetic factor is always there. Uh, when a woman's pregnant, though, her emotions are maybe different. My my mother, for instance, I was the third child. Father played professional football uh, back in the late 40s, early 50s. He had an affair that was in Jet Magazine. And this was before I was conceived now. So when I was conceived, he broke, he injured his shoulder when he was working or playing for the Cleveland Browns. He had to come back to Chicago, but that was after the news in the jet. This woman had said when, when he had divorced my mother, he, she was going to be the next Mrs. Howard. So my mom read this in jet before I was conceived. So she did not, she wanted to abort me. She told me that before she passed. And so that, to me, explained a lot of my own fears as an adult, knowing that when I was in her womb, she didn't even want to have me. That was like the big rejection for me. And then uh, having my father divorce her after, when I was eight years old, I shared this earlier in the program this morning, how I had an energy work yesterday uh, with one of the guys uh, there in his booth. And he revealed to me that the reason I was having this issue on my right leg was something that happened when I was eight years old with my dad. I knew right away when he said that it had to be the year my dad divorced my mother. Mm. So my dad left us three girls. He didn't leave, you know, our lives, but he left that house. Mm. And my mother was a major alcoholic. And so he left, and I, and this guy was dealing yesterday with my anger. I had no idea. I had never even thought about it. I loved this man so much from until he's 95 years old. I was with him all the time, guided him through a heart attack, after his heart attack, and all his health issues. He would call me up and say, what do I do for this? What? And I'd say, well, Dad, what is the, what are the side effects if they gave him drugs? What are the side effects? And he oh, I, and I would find out what the side effects were, and then he'd say, oh, no, I don't want to take that. So we had such a close relationship that when this guy told me yesterday I was angry, I had I was holding on to anger 
as an eight-year-old because my dad left. And I, I almost cried when he revealed that to me yesterday because I knew that was definitely true. Uh, it's like you don't want to have uh, a thought that you were angry at someone who really provided for you, cared for you all your life. My dad was a great person. In fact, he paid my mother alimony till the day of her death, even though he was on his third marriage. So how could you not like, So I had to actually forgive him yesterday when this was revealed to me that I was angry at him for leaving. But this issue is clearing up now in my right leg because I let go of a lot of anger. Even to this morning, I woke up thinking, anger's going, anger's going, leaving. And it had a lot to do with some of the the behavior I had with the men in my life, I believe, my and my, my ex-husband, the men in my life. So uh, I really, that's why as an EFT practitioner, I'm not even, I'm just touching the surface with emotional freedom techniques because what this guy did was really deep uh, into a soul um, healing for me, that my soul was right shaky, wounded, and my right side was struggling to balance this anger that I had. So between you and this other guy, this that was the best part of, of the Holistic Expo was having, you know, you and, and and he revealed things I didn't know about. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's the beauty of bringing so many wellness folks, you know, into one building because total body wellness, it, it takes a village, as I mentioned earlier. I mean, everybody has a piece, and you can learn something new from, from, from anyone. Um, I am definitely a lifelong learner. I'm still reading books. You know, I, I'm one of those people, I, I value books. You know, I want my library to be massive. But you have to continue to learn because our bodies are, they're fearfully and wonderfully made. They're, they're very intricate. And, you know, it, they're very complex. So there's not one person who knows it all. Exactly. You just, you just gather the information and, you know, shoot the bones or well, shoot the meat, spit out the bones. And uh, this is a, I made an observation yesterday that there were more melanin people at that expo than I've ever seen. And I, for the last 30 years I've been going to these things, I would be the only one in the group. Wow. And I kept and I would share this. I'm sure my audience has heard this from me. I would, I've been in educating and excited about learning about health and nutrition and all that for years, but there haven't been very many melanin people in the room. Yesterday was like, oh, my goodness, every time I saw a dark, oh, my goodness, they're here. They're waking up. They're finally here. <laughs> Did you, are, have you had that experience of recognizing oh. that we are not usually present in these environments? Uh, 
I am so optimistic about that after yesterday and, and had the conversations that I had with so many people. I'm really optimistic that that's where we're going. So when we, I got to take a break. When we come back, I want to present this um, news item that came on my phone to you and, and kind of discuss it. Because you and I have really been on the same path. You went from Chicago to California. I went from Chicago to California. We end up in Florida like divine appointment here we are we're back back together again (laughs) so i want to present to you this topic that apple put out on my phone this morning i hate these little news items that show up and i'm like ah it's like get out of here but the top the, the 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 title was or the the headline was structural racism affects black americans health and i'm like huh i don't know I don't think so. And I said, okay, I'm going to just present this to my audience and my, my guests. And, and I wanted to just break that down. Uh, when we come back, I hope you can help me bring more uh, optimism to that topic. So, um, okay, that's right. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back after these messages. I'm Beata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com, where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viato. to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon.
on the neighborship of joy. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's a beautiful day in Florida, hot as usual, and I have a very beautiful special guest, Christy Dawson. She's an author. She's a teacher. She's a lecturer. She's a, she does so many things, and I just want to pick her brain today, and, and we are going to help you um, uh, raise your vibration today with knowledge and inspiration and motivation and so much more. And um, I, as I present it to her, and by the way, if you have a comment or a question, I have several people on Facebook Live, uh, write your comments in and I'll read them uh, for our guests. And uh, if you want to uh, call in, the number is 515-605-9325. And we do have uh, someone in the blog talk studio with their hand raised, but I want to just present uh, get your some of your feedback because I'm sure some of the audience. We have a lot of Chicago listeners, by the way. Uh, our executive producer lives in Chicago. Our Monday morning host lives in Chicago. I think our let's see Tuesday she's in the, uh, in Georgia. Our Wednesday yes, and and then Thursday I think she's in Chicago. So welcome to the family. <laughs> Thank you. I was in Chicago for 16 years. Oh, I know. Beautiful place to be from. I spent, I I was in Chicago. And you know what? I was in Chicago for 17 years. Then I went to Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin for four years for college. Then I I went to Georgia. uh, And then I met my husband, my, my future husband in Georgia after I graduated from college. Came back to Chicago for two years. My ex, my husband and I met, got married in Chicago and moved to California, and that was the last time I saw Chicago for a long period of time. So yeah, we our our paths have really been crossing. And so this this um, item came up or this headline came up that made me go, ah, what are they talking about? And the fact that you grew up in a two parent household, mm-hmm. I think is key to how structural racism affects black Americans' health. Because um, I'm listening to Vivek Ramaswamy, who's running for president. He's an Indian, millennial Indian. I love this guy. He makes so much sense, wisdom, businessman. And what he talks about when he compares, uh, in fact, Don Lemon was fired a day or two after interviewing Vivek Ramaswamy so they kind of contribute his interview to getting Don Lemon fired. But he talked about the fact that most black Americans struggled, are struggling and struggled because there was not a two-parent household. Most of them did not come from a two-parent house. Vivek and many Indian, um, successful Indian uh, people have come from two-parent, strong two-parent households. So when you hear a headline that says structural racism affects black Americans' health, what are your thoughts, Christy? Well, the, the term structural racism, that's a little foggy <laughs> to me. I'm not quite sure what that means right? Um, and how they kind of correlate that to one's health. But I, I guess in the article, perhaps they uh, address or speak to having a, a one- or two-parent household. Um, 
So I really appreciate now um, when my the partner, the man I'm I'm with now, when I'm when I see him, we need to sit down and eat together. I'm not going to mm-hmm. sit in front of a TV and when I'm part, someone who I appreciate is in the in the house with me. So that's important, and I think that's the key to people believing their health is affected by quote structural something or other. What about your journey to um, success? And entrepreneur and all that. Did you experience, Did you at any time feel like, well, people are are prejudiced or they're looking at me differently? I'm not going places because they don't like my color, my my race, or whatever. Did you even think about those things as you were moving along in your journey? Yeah, I've um, you know, I've, I've gone up, you know, the ranks of, of corporate America. Um, that was the kind of the path I was set on. Went to college, went to grad school, worked in corporate America. And, oh, yeah, yeah, I've had my, my fair share of um, bumps and, and bruises and observations. But, you know, I've, I've learned to recognize it for what it is, but it's not a showstopper in, in my overall journey. You know, I can remember when I first started um, in corporate America, I was an engineer. So I was environments were one. I was the only black female, and I was the youngest thing in there, and I had a very, very young face. I, I probably looked like I was 15 when I was 22, okay. and, uh, <laughs> and was ostracized, you know, in a, a very male-dominant, white male-dominant environment of older men, and was always kind of, you know, in the corner somewhere. And, you know, I, I moved through it. You know, not every day was pleasant, but, you know, you have to kind of recognize it for what it is. I, you know, there were times when I did have to speak up, but um, other times I just thought, well, this is just one little spot in my in my journey, and I'm not going to get stuck on, on that facet of things. And how much uh, influence did your parents have in in creating that mindset? Um, that um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I think for me, I just have, have always had a little strong strong mind. <laughs> that, that's just me. I'm just like, look, I'm gonna do what I want to do. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, my parents, they you know were not college educated. You know, my dad didn't go to to go to college. My mother just went to nursing school. And I can remember both of them saying, you know, we can't help you. We, we, we have not done, you know, what you've done or we have not been in an environment that, that you that you are in that just, you know, do the best you can. And, um, you know, like I said, there, there were times that I've, I've had to speak up and, you know, call some companies on, on the carpet and, uh, for behavior that was not appropriate and, uh, you know, address some issues. Yeah, I and and thank you um, for sharing that because at least you had somebody to talk to, and yeah. I think a lot of um, ghetto children, if you will, don't have anybody to talk to. That's how why they end up in gangs. They got they got some um, support from their brothers out in the street, or there's no if there's no one at home. Yeah, then that's where I think the health is affected because there's the loneliness, the depression, the rejection, the abandonment, all the issues that I deal with uh, with clients who are health, have health issues, even cancer. They have they had a lot of abandonment and unforgiveness in their life. Mm-hmm. And even for me, just the, the idea of not forgiving my father for divorcing my mother, I never thought about it. But when I look at some of the health challenges I've had, yeah, it makes sense. That why are all these health challenges on my right side? That's okay. been big for me. I had hip pain in my right hip when I was married. I went through so much diagnosis, 
x-rays because this hip, I couldn't get rid of this pain in my right hip. They couldn't find anything, nothing. And I your, your, your emotions, I mean, unforgiveness is one of those things that a lot of people uh, need deliverance from. You know, it's just, you know, the body has to be whole, but, you know, everybody, you know, they say, you know, don't let the, the sun go down without when you're ran, forgiving yeah. someone, you know, or arguing, but, you know, we all have to think back and, you know, just kind of go through, you know, our life. I know last year I spent a whole lot of time just reassessing and repenting and, you know, forgiving um, because, you know, I want to walk in wellness and I don't want to, I don't want to have any roadblocks blocking me. And it's something that we all need to do every day. You know, you think, am I holding a grudge against someone? Am I, you know, holding unforgiveness? Because, yeah, those um, those burdens that are buried, oh, they're going to manifest in some other some other way. And a lot of that leads to health challenges. And, and the whole idea of participating in a holistic expo uh, really opened the um, opportunity for us, even as um, uh, booth holders or presenters, to really look at the mind, body, soul yes, yes, yes. when it comes to health. Because you help holistic lifestyle expo, you're like, what does that mean? It's not just about selling gadgets, which there were plenty of <laughs> in that room, <laughs> gadgets galore. I was telling my son this morning or yesterday about two, three people tried to sell me these uh, red light gadgets from made by NASA that were costing $3,000. And I and I said, I'm like, who spends that kind of money on their face? <laughs> like, and he, hey, some people do. I know, but it doesn't get to for me. It doesn't get to those unforgiving emotions. Yeah, you're yeah, busy like you with your three thousand dollar apparatus. Look at me, my face is perfect. No more wrinkles. No more. I'm shining, yeah. and yet yeah, you're holding all this unforgiveness. Yeah, it's, it's the it's the mental, the spiritual. It's yeah, you can't just look at the surface. You, you got to get to get to the roots. Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. But that, but again, that's the area that you specialize in. Like I said, that's the piece of the puzzle that you're bringing and to complement what other people, such as what myself, what we're doing. Absolutely. We have someone who's had their hand up, so I'm gonna open the mic and um, see. Uh, Mama Az, I think that's you. Your mic is open. You welcome. Thank us, V. I fell asleep, family, and and please forgive me. I was there at the beginning of 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 your uh, podcast, Doctor V, but for some reason, whatever was said, and I'm gonna have to go back and listen. Uh, I feel like crying. Uh, you are so amazing, Doctor V. What, what's your guest name? This is Christy Dodson. You like to be called Christy or Miss Dodson? Oh, Christy is the, the soul, a beautiful soul here with me this morning. And you feel like crying? I think it's in the air. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I was having this this dream about being with the people on the on the train or the plane or something, and one of the major people. Uh, that was with me in this dream as as I'm listening to your show while I'm on another plane was my teacher, Mrs. Tootsie, who catapulted me into being a fashion designer. I'm serious, uh, a seamstress, a, a tailor, and all of that. And 
you saying your dad uh the right side and in the dream I was uh appointed to drive my my teacher, Mrs. Tootsie, home and my leg was hurting and 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 my knee, the one that I just had surgery on again for the fifth time. Anyway, uh all of this makes sense because my mom and dad divorced. They were both alcoholics and uh, Christy, you are a confirmation. You and Dr. V, but Christy, you are a confirmation. I won't get into all of that right now because this is another show. And I, maybe I do have anger. I'm pretty sure I do. Dr. V, you, you, you never cease to amaze me because my dad and my mom split up. But he always took care of his women. He had a harem. No matter what woman he married or connected with or whatever, he always built them a house. He he built our houses and 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 rental properties, and he made sure, on some level, that he was there. Just just like you said, your dad, uh, Doctor V, took care of your mom until she left the planet. Gave her alimony. That's strong. That you really need to look at that, and and so do I. That is deep. And and for you, uh, Christy. To be a person, a copper person, meaning of a melanated person, you know, that's deep because all of my life when I involved myself in different things, I was the only person and I was shocked if there was another copper color person uh, at the taking courses or at the colleges and taking, doing things that I did. Uh, Most of the time it was just me. Uh, at the health fairs or or psychic fairs or whatever, whatever. Most of the time, 99.99% of the time, it was me. Nobody else didn't look like me. So I feel you. I won't take up any more time. I want to listen. But, Dr. V, we need to have a reasoning. And uh, I really would like to have a a connection uh, with you, Christy. Because you are a very important confirmation to why I came to Sierra Vista to be a part of Miracle Valley, Arizona, and what Reverend A.A. Allen has created. Because you, uh, Christy, and Dr. V, have just given me confirmations of how I need to, what I need to move forward towards no matter what. And I just said that to somebody else, I got to find another way besides med beds and surgeries, 41 surgeries, 41 is a five. Today is a six energy level. You put five and six together, you get 11. That's a master number. That's going into other dimensions. And I will go back and listen to everything that I missed or I thought I missed 
on your show today, Dr. V. And and thank you, Christy, for being a part of whatever with Dr. V. Thank you both. Thank you, Sister. Go right ahead. And then I am, I, unfortunately, I am backed up away. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say to the caller, thank you so much for your, for your, your kind words. Um, but I do want to recommend a book that I read last year that, is, that I think it could be a benefit to you. It's called um, Healing from Soul Wounds, or Freedom, Freedom from Soul Wounds. And the author is Nelson Schumann. Freedom okay. from Soul And the author is Nelson Schumann. Okay, uh, it's, you said freedom from soul wounds? Um, freedom from soul wounds, and it's Nelson, I think it's Schumann, S-C-H-U-M-A-N. Okay. Okay, thank you. He's really dedicated to the um, emotional traumas um, that tucked away from childhood and that we all have to address in order to be free, and that's true deliverance. But I will say, Dr. B, thank you so much for allowing me to um, to participate in the call this morning. We are definitely going to stay in contact. And uh, you want to give your contact information for uh, our listeners? Uh, yeah, let me give you all my, my website, um, which is basically christydotson.com. So my first name, last name, D-O-T-N.com. And then also, it's just email Christy, so K-R-I-Y at chriscrossenterprises.com. So that's K-R-I-S and then C-R-O-S-S enterprises.com. I got one quick question for you. A friend of mine um, was here after I got back, and I was tell- we, I actually showed her uh, your metabolic profile assessment, and she was, oh, I don't feel like, all right, oh, come on, come on. She ended up with 28 in column one. <laughs> Definitely know what she's, and I believe I told her I think that means you're supposed to eat your meat first, and then, is that correct? Yeah, she's a, she's a protein profile. She, protein profile. Yeah. yeah, she should not go vegan, should not go vegetarian. She needs protein to produce the appropriate amount of energy on a cellular level, which is going to drive everything metabolic, from weight loss to energy to um, digestion. She needs protein. She needs protein, and she needs to stay away from bread, pasta, potatoes, rice, um, and if she does that, she'll see a depth change in her health. I'm so glad you answered that for me. I'm going to text her after the show because, she, you know, she was sitting in there, I'm craving meat. I just want a steak, and I'm like something about this. Here, fill out this profile assessment. <laughs> Awesome. And they can always go online. Yeah, if, they, um, if you've got the little um, link to my website, they can go online and take the free test, and I'd be more than happy to. Yes. Okay, everybody. You heard that. If you're confused about why you're craving meat, you need to talk, uh, go to Christy's website, and she'll make everything clear for you. <laughs> thank right, you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for including me today. Thank you to, to the listeners and uh, Dr. V. We will be talking. More. Yes, I'm sure it's it's inevitable, my dear. <laughs> Have a beautiful day. Enjoy the sun. Get out there in the sun a little. Oh yeah, I am. All right. <laughs> All right. Take, Take care. Take care. Bye. You too. Oh, wow. I'm so excited. Now, uh, if you have no question, anybody, first of all, let me acknowledge um, 
Naima Latif, our executive producer, said, oh, thank you for the reminder because I was saying uh, all of our hosts were from Chicago, but our Thursday host, Dr. Debbie's in Atlanta, and our Saturday host is in London. We really do have a global family here. And then uh, Regina's here. Hi, Regina. Great being beloved. Yes, indeed. And so I hope that you've gotten uh, a lot out of uh, Christy's conversation and her contribution. She's really a beautiful, amazing soul. So I want to play a couple of audios before we go because, um, you know, I listened to Dr. Sunil Dahan. He's amazing, amazing. I love this man. He's a, doc, a medically trained doctor who speaks the truth like nobody I've ever seen. And he has a video about, he has a, a YouTube video about what affects um, metabolism. Um, so I want to just share that with you. I believe it's about um, the foods that, what's the next? Most dangerous food. Okay. Foods. Three. Yeah. Okay. This is Dr. Sunil on three everyday foods that destroy your immune health and your metabolism. a quick audio, but I, I saw it and I said, this is something I want to share with you. And he is so, and then I have another one I want to share as well, the most dangerous food ingredient. But here's uh, Dr. Sunil Dahan talking about three foods that destroy your medicine. Hi, everyone. Dr. Sunil Dahan, internal medicine physician. Three foods which are terrible for your immune and metabolic health. In fact, they can help destroy your immune and metabolic health if you take them in in excess. Now, there are an awful lot of bad food items out there, but I want to focus on these three. We are, of course, what we eat. Think about this. Every cell in our body comes from what we take in. And Hippocrates, the father of medicine, 2,500 years ago said, let food be thy medicine and let medicine be thy food. So let's focus on these three food items then. Number one, processed and packaged foods. Over the last few decades, we have seen dramatic increases in the amount of packaged foods that we eat. Our parents' and grandparents' generations ate much more whole, natural foods, and that's what we should be striving for. In general, if you look at a packaged food, read the ingredient list at the back, and a good rule to follow is the more ingredients any food item has, the worse it is likely to be for you. There is so much junk these days put in everyday foods. Number two, sugars. I made a video about this not so long ago, but sugar is not only addictive, but it is also toxic for our immune and metabolic health if consumed in excess. And again, when you read some processed and packaged foods, it is unbelievable how much sugar is added. One has to be careful as well with many drinks, including sodas. And I often despair when I think how many parents out there feed their children dessert first thing in the morning. Not good. Number three, refined carbohydrates. There's two types of carbohydrates, refined and non-refined. But basically, refining is a process which removes much of the good nutrition in carbohydrates, like the husk, the fiber, the nutrients. In general, the refined carbohydrates are the white carbohydrates, like white bread, pasta, white rice. If you go for carbs, go for the darker carbs, multigrain bread, brown bread, whole wheat bread, etc. But carbs in general, of course, are high in calories, so you don't want to go over the top on any type of carbohydrates, but be especially careful of the refined carbohydrates. 
All of these food items will be very pro-inflammatory as well and will increase the risk of obesity and many other associated conditions such as diabetes. A good rule that I advocate for is that when you're at a grocery store, stay as close to the edges as possible. Avoid the middle aisles which will be full of the junk food. So please do remember that then for your next meal. Stay away and minimize all of these terrible foods for your immune and metabolic health. Processed packaged foods, sugars and refined carbohydrates, they are toxic when consumed excessively. Thanks everyone for listening. Dr. Sunil Dan, Medstoic Lifestyle Medicine. We'll speak again next time. Hi everyone, Dr. Sunil Dan, internal medicine physician. Welcome to another video. I've talked a lot about many of the food substances which are detrimental to our health. But there is one particular food item that I believe people are unknowingly consuming across the Western world without realizing how potentially damaging it is for their health. Now, one food item that I've talked a lot about is sugar. And of course, sugar is way up on top of the list of substances or food items to try to minimize. But the one food item that I would like to focus on here is seed oils. Seed oils. What are seed oils? Well, they go by many different names. Some of the most well-known names are sunflower oil, canola oil, soybean oil, corn oil. The list goes on. But these are industrially processed man-made oils. And it was widely thought for a long time that these oils are very good for you. Many of us grew up with that idea. But the truth is very different. As for the science of why seed oils are not good for you, I could talk for a very, very long time on carbon atoms, the stability of the bonds within the seed oils, and how they promote many bodily processes which are detrimental, including sending your hormonal system into overdrive, your enteroendocrine system is thrown off. But suffice to say, seed oils are pro-inflammatory. They lead your body to be in an inflamed state, or they're more likely to promote inflammation. And inflammation is behind many bodily disorders. We all know the more common inflammatory diseases, but inflammatory processes actually underlie many different illnesses and even promote obesity. So whether we're talking about heart disease or diabetes, know that inflammation has very likely played a role at some point. So needless to say, you don't want to consume food items that promote bodily inflammation. That's not a good thing to be doing consistently. And our consumption of seed oils has gone through the roof over the last few decades. A few decades ago, a century ago, we barely consumed any seed oils. And I could also talk for a very long time. I can talk for a long time on many different topics, but especially when it comes to these types of issues, I can talk to you about the enormous corruption that underlied our big push towards vegetable oils in the last century. It is an absolute scandal and there's a long history behind that. But we all know how much corruption there is in the field of medicine and healthcare. But isn't it awful when it leads to people actually becoming sicker? So I really would advise you to be very careful indeed about seed oils. 
And it's very difficult though, that's the problem. These days, these seed oils are added to absolutely everything. And the big food companies know this, it's a trillion dollar industry. And they add these seed oils often to food items you would never expect. Let me give you an example. This morning, the morning I made the video, I went to the grocery store and I was browsing around. Take a look at this. Here we go, here is an addition to your salad containing almonds. It sounds very tasty, but look at this in the ingredient list. Sunflower oil. Then we have some pistachios here. Surely pistachios don't contain seed oils, but needless to say, look at the ingredients. Sunflower oil listed right there. How about salad dressing? Well, listed number one, soybean oil. And it goes on and on. Here is some more salad dressing, and you can see listed here, soybean oil. So what do I do when I go shopping? Well, I'm extremely diligent, almost religious on this issue. I check all of the ingredients and I do everything possible to avoid seed oils. I don't want that pro-inflammatory rubbish in me. It is very difficult because as I said in the United States, seed oils are added to almost everything, but I will do everything possible to avoid seed oils. And even if we're talking about simple things like snacks, now I'm a huge fan of eating simple nuts, whether that is almonds, walnuts, pistachios, cashews. I think nuts are great to consume as a snack. Often I mix them with blueberries or blackberries, put them in a bowl, and they are absolutely delicious and they're very natural. But what has the United States done? It's made it almost impossible to buy nuts which are free of vegetable oils. So when I look at the ingredient labels, I make sure that I get only the pure nuts, whether that's cashews, almonds, walnuts. I will not get the ones that have oils added to them. Now, often that ends up being slightly more expensive, but I think it's well worth it to avoid putting seed oils into me. And what I want to know is where are the seed oil free labels? You get these sugar free labels, you get these low fat, no fat labels. What about seed oil free? Because I'll be the first in line to buy those products. Obviously, as long as they don't contain anything else bad like sugar. But getting a seed oil free label would be a massive step forward. Of course, the big food industry would absolutely hate that. They would hate seed oil free labels. But I hope that happens in the future. And it will if enough of us push for it. So what should we all be cooking with then? That's a big question. Well, you don't have to cook with any oil at all, obviously, but when I cook, I like cooking with pure olive oil. You have to be careful at the higher temperatures, but I prefer if I'm going to cook something, quote unquote, fry it, I will use a little bit of olive oil. And if we're talking about other saturated fats that can be cooked with, a lot is being said right now about ghee. Ghee is a traditional Indian way of cooking. It's been around for a long time, centuries, thousands of years. And many people for a long time thought that ghee wasn't healthy. But now there is a swing of the pendulum back to ghee being much more healthy, certainly more healthy than these man-made processed vegetable oils. You also have to be extremely careful with eating out, whether you're getting takeouts, whether you're eating restaurant food. It is very difficult, unless you're going to a very unique restaurant, it's almost impossible to avoid seed oils because these restaurants, they keep the vegetable oils and what's worse is they cook in them again and again. It's cheaper for them. 
and the vegetable oils as a result become more unstable and more pro-inflammatory. So you really have to be careful and as the saying goes, your health will ultimately lie in your kitchen. The more you can cook yourself, the better. You are your own best chef and your inner chef is your best doctor. That would be my advice to you. Obviously, we all enjoy restaurants and takeouts every so often, but know what comes with that. Okay, everyone. Thanks for listening. Check out my online school and my uncensored platform. Those links are down below. It's all about beating the establishment that makes you and your family sick and doing your best to stay away from mainstream medicine. Also hit the like button if you like this video and hit the bell button for more similar videos in the future. Thanks everyone again. Let me know. So as Dr. Sunil just stated, it's all about beating the establishment. So I have been uh, paying attention to what the WHO is doing these days, the establishment, the World Health Organization. These people are desperately trying to pass uh, laws, regu regulations, le legislation, whatever you want to call it, to control, control, control the health of the population of Earth. Here's a real quick clip about what in the heck is going, why are they so desperate to do what's passing this new legislation, this new law that they want all the countries on planet Earth to participate in so that what? they can control us. So what Dr. Sunil is suggesting is just a little bit of advice, wisdom advice if you want to not be influenced by the evil of the World Health Organization because they have been planning this stuff for quite a while. And I think when you listen to someone doctor like Dr. Sunil, it pays us to pay attention because guess who's on your back? The WHO, again, is desperate. Here's a little clip about what the WHO is up now, to. Now, a story that has uh, got a lot of traction in the UK, but not nearly enough traction here in Australia, is to do with the World Health Organization. Now, you will have seen various scare stories uh, about, oh, there's a new pandemic coming, the next one's going to be worse, this sort of stuff. You will have read about that. What you won't have read much about is how the World Health Organization, I've warned you about this many, many times before on this show, uh, are desperate to have some kind of global pandemic treaty whereby it would be the World Health Organization who says to separate countries, now there's dispute about what powers they would have, and Scott Morrison said, oh, no, 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 don't worry, it would never get this bad. But at its worst, the reality is, or the fear is, that the World Health Organization will have the powers to be able to say such and such a state or such and such a nation or country or whatever is in a pandemic situation and must be locked down, even if that entity says, no, we're not, or disputes it. That's the fear of how bad it could be. There's dispute about whether that's what the agenda will be. But in the UK, MPs within the government are now getting very twitchy about mm -hmm. what they see as the World Health Organization taking powers on a global scale to impose pandemics at will. This is a really serious and story, and it will only stop if Australian voters speak up very loudly and very clearly on chat shows and radio shows and so on, saying we do not want a World Health Organization global pandemic treaty. So what goes for UK, what goes for Australia, goes for US, because recently the Biden administration has sent, I believe it, I don't remember who it was, 
they have sent a representative to the UN saying, we agree with that. Yes, we want a global, global pandemic treaty to join with the rest of the world so that the WHO can control the hell out of its, our people. This is what is happening. We can resist it. We can resist it. I believe, number one, by taking power, taking control of our own bodies, for one, stop all this consumption of this garbage food, garbage processed food. As Dr. Sunil said, this is pro-inflammatory food, seed oils, uh, sugar, processed food. Those are the three bad ones, and especially, as he said, the oils. So what's the problem with sugar is it's addictive. He says, oh, just eat a little bit. You can eat a little bit now and then. No, you can't. Once you eat sugar now and then, unless you have a lot of strong willpower, you're going to want it again as soon as you get depressed. Tell me, trust me, depression, sadness, loneliness, oh, my goodness, I need a donut. Oh, I need a bagel. I need a sugar. I need, this is what happens. So I'm just here to remind you of all these uh, wise statements that are uh, out there that help us take back our health, our control of our health, and to be ahead of the game, take back our sovereignty, and tell, give the WHO a finger and even our government a finger, that they would even participate in something like this. Just goes to show you we're on our own, folks. We got to take back our sovereignty and say no, hell no, to global pandemic treaties. Only the big pharma in mind and the elite ego building uh, uh, mass power giving back to them again. So I hope this show has been very helpful to you, inspiring to you. And may you share it with those who are acting ignorant uh, and displaying their unconsciousness. Because this is really all about recognizing people who are either unconscious and ignorant and those who are conscious and giving world. So we will be back tomorrow, uh, the female solution at 12 noon. I believe it's Zana from UK tomorrow. So join us tomorrow on the female solution and have a beautiful day. The sun is out. Wherever you are, I know it's out. So get out there and soak in some sun. to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash solution. Leave your comments and about today's show. Thanks to Zelda on Facebook. Wow, my website at www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke. Poland, John Kujung, France, 
Merci. Spain. Gracias. Italy. Grazie. Egypt. Shukran. Ghana. Medasi. Nigeria. Eshe. South Africa. Ngiabonga. Senegal. Jared. Kenya. Asante. Israel. Toda. Pakistan. Shukriya. Afghanistan. Tashakur. Saudi Arabia. Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.